Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome back to How Are You? The Wellbeing Podcast. This week's guest is makeup artist, curve model, and the creator of Filter Drop, Sasha Polari. Sasha, welcome to my podcast. Thank you for having me. You've had a very exciting, I'd say it's been a week now, probably. A week in the public, yeah, but behind the scenes, like six months. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. So we're going to talk so much more about Filter Drop and obviously about you as a person. It'll be nice for everyone to know more about you because you're not just the girl who created Filter Drop and got it put in place. There's so much more to you than that. Oh, thank but you. first things first, how are you? I'm okay. I'm just ridiculously overwhelmed and I'm sick of saying that I'm overwhelmed as well, but I just can't, I cannot like detach the two of what's happened, filter drop on its own as a campaign. I'm so in awe of everything that's happened with it and I think it's deserving of that, but I can't quite believe that I'm attached to that and that I did it and that it was me and, you know, and I, I do genuinely, I believe in this so much. So it's just, yeah, it's just all the overwhelming feelings for now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really nice that it's you that's behind the campaign because I think you're like the perfect representation for women out there who, you know, these filters are affected most and all this editing and stuff like that. So for me, it just makes the story of Filter Drop just that more relatable and special and just more of an achievement. But yeah, massive congratulations. Thanks. It's been crazy because, you know, filters, especially in the last sort of year or so, have become quite a clickbait popularity thing to talk about as well. And that's been really difficult, you know, to kind of watch someone who uses face changing filters 24-7 do one post about how damaging they are and then carry on with their content. And I'm like, oh, for me, like, I used to use these filters every day. I know what it's like to depend on them. And it's not, this isn't just for a one post hit wonder. Do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's all, it's all happened now. It's amazing. I'm chuffed. Yeah, that's such an important point. And I'd have to agree with you there that there'll be a lot of people that will jump on the bandwagon and that will be like, I don't edit my photos. No, like hashtag filstrop or hashtag no filter, no edit. And you just, no. you know, and you just think actually, come on, hun, like <laughs> we know that you had a spot on Tuesday and the spot isn't in your picture. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not even being a cow about this. I'm just being realistic here because it is damaging and I've been on Instagram posting makeup for about four years now and that's how my Instagram page started as a makeup artist and 
because I'm not going to blame anyone else because I'm my own person, but I did feel pressure and I did feel like it was a necessity to smooth out my skin, Mm -hmm. to remove any blemishes when advertising beauty products and when advertising my makeup skills because other people were doing it. And how did I, Oh my God! Yeah. how could I compare or how could I get work over someone who makes someone's skin look flawless if mine still showed pores or still showed the spot on, on my chin you know and I, and I and I succumbed to it and um you know like on Instagram when it says oh your post from four years ago oh my god the filters the edit it's horrific it's horrific yeah, oh, absolutely if you go back on my Instagram again I'm the same I started my Instagram page uh, as a way of getting local clients because doing makeup artistry on clients was my job and you go back far enough like I mean don't do it because none of us have got the time but I was exactly the same I used to edit my photos to make it more appealing that, that you know you were going to look like this and that's that was like the start of the catalyst for me where I was like, I can't do this anymore I can't keep up a false reality my artistry is good enough in real life I don't need to false it to get clients in for them to be bitterly disappointed that they don't look like Kim Kardashian they don't look like Kim Kardashian because she edits her photos and that's not real life. That's not what we're going to see mm. in real life. Mm. So yeah, totally relate to that. That is the, the the problem, isn't it? People are lacking so much confidence. There's so much negative body image. There's so much, so, women are so insecure. There's a rise in plastic surgery, fillers, all these things. And it's because... The women that so many of us look up to or women look up to or young girls look up to are creating a full sense of beauty. Yeah. And it's dangerous. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that I'm so passionate about with filters, you know, throughout the campaign when it started, a lot of people would say, oh, what's the point of wearing makeup then? It's exactly the same. No, it's not exactly the same because there's a reality with makeup. I have movement in my skin. I have pores. I smile. You see my smile line. No makeup in the world can take that away from me. But even with all the Botox filler and plastic surgery in the world, we still will not look as good as some of these filters. And that is so worrying. Like, you know, you have, I think about how much this is going to affect my hopefully one day children because I'm so desperate to be a mum. And I'm sure like your opinion on it has changed since having Macy. Can you Mm. imagine if she only felt beautiful with one of these filters on? You would be devastated. Like I'm sure you'd be devastated. And that's how I feel. I don't, I don't want to be like that because that I'll just project that onto my children. Mm, No, absolutely. I'd be heartbroken if Macy didn't think that her skin was good enough or, you know, all all the other things, you know, like her waist being small enough and Yeah, it's so sad. It's really sad. And you know, there's still, there is still a long way to go, but I think you've got that ball rolling massively. For anyone that isn't aware of what Filter Drop is, I mean, it's been all over the news and all over social media, which has been amazing. But if you just like let everyone know who's listening, what Filter Drop is, when did it start? Why did it start? And what does it mean for the UK? So the campaign started last June and it really was just an extension of my messaging anyway, as a makeup artist and like, you know, a personality online, I'd say is everything I want women to feel is that, you know, let's use makeup. It's incredible. Let's apply it with confidence. Let me teach you and show you how, but let's feel exactly the same without it. And that kind of generalizes how I feel, you know, 
my, my passion. So Filter Drop was an extension of that. And it started last June. Obviously, we were all on our phones a hell of a lot more, all on Instagram a hell of a lot more. And I'm sure you know what it was like. Everybody who was on social media in a certain way, their growth happened and their engagement shot through the roof. And it's like all we had, all we had was social media. So we all clustered, like literally gravitated towards it constantly. And I just noticed more and more and more filtered stuff, filtered work promoting products or using filters every single day and never seeing skin texture. And I think because for my personal journey, you know, with my self-acceptance and self-image and self-love, I'd stopped using filters at this point. So because I was posting real skin and natural lighting and all of those things, I was noticing the filters more. So I took it to my Instagram story. It was a Friday night. I sat on the beanbag in my pajamas. I'd had a glass of wine and I just put it out to the audience. And I was like, and I had five, just under 5,000 followers at this time. But my engagement was like, it, it was like we were in a WhatsApp group. And I was like, am I the only person who thinks this is utterly ridiculous? Like, why are we using them every single day? Why do we depend on them? And why on earth are people using them to sell product? And the response was mental. It just like, it flooded in the dms like i can't post a photo without a filter i can't like i can't even look at myself in the mirror and i just wasn't expecting it i knew that they were damaging but i wasn't expecting that response so then like on the couple of slides later i wrote right let's make a thing of this let's call it hashtag filter drop if you feel brave enough upload a filter free selfie and from there it just grew and for 8 weeks consecutively that hashtag was used with an uploaded filter free selfie which i think to this day is my favorite thing of the campaign because i reposted every single one and i just used to at the end of the day go back to my stories and watch my own stories just to see the skin just to see wrinkles and pores and it was incredible and uh, and that's how it started and then obviously in august was when i put in the investigation with the asa but I just never, ever thought that it was going to happen the way that it's happened now. It really has been incredible. And there will be definitely people listening to this thinking, do you know what? That's me. So yeah, like I've been out and there's been brunches and I hear girls say, no, 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 put that filter on, put that filter on. And I'll admit, I hold my hands up. I haven't dropped the filters completely in terms of on my stories. I might there's two that I go between now and again, but whenever I put them on, I always think of you and I just think <laughs> I, I'm not selling a product or anything like that. Like it's really obvious yeah. that they're filtered, they're, they're filtered. But I used to be that girl. I used to be the girl that would say, I'll put a filter on. And I think people, that's one thing people often forget or, you know, assume is that I was like plonked on this earth as confident as I am now. Do you know what I mean? And there's no judgment for using the filters. Like I get it. For me personally, I can't use any of them because I just look so good with them. <laughs> when I take them off, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I usually use them in the morning when I'm like, hi everyone, morning. I'm fed up today. <laughs> but I don't personally, they don't affect me. Like, like I, I, it doesn't knock my confidence using the ones that I use as two that I use and they're just yeah. like well basic like they're not changing my nose they're not giving me better cheekbones anything like that yeah they're like effect ones aren't they and yeah, I've got absolutely it. nothing against them at all like and that's not what filter drops not even including them do you know what I mean I mean it is for selling products but it's it's not about that I think it's just they just a lot of these face changing ones well they all do they make us look better and that is 
that's damaging. Mm. Well, sometimes they make you look don't they make you look weird? Like sometimes I'm and I don't get the ones where why would you why do you want a bumblebee on your nose or why do you want stars going around your head? I don't get that. <laughs> they're one I've never understood that. Or like you know when people used to make themselves look like a cat. Oh, I'm like, yeah, and dog it's, ears. It's worrying that you think you look better like a cat or a dog <laughs> than you do. <laughs> so, so true. You know, that's a bit worrying. But I can see how people easily get sucked in. If it's going to make your skin look better, make you look more tan, make your eyes look more blue, you know, you're attracted to the person that you see with that filter, yeah. you're going to use it. Yeah. But it's definitely affecting people's confidence and filter drop. I have so many questions about it because I know it just sounds like you want all filters to be banned and that's what you've just touched on. What What is filter drop? What does it actually mean for filters or editing? So when I put in my initial investigation with the ASA, I asked that if you are going to filter your content to promote cosmetics and makeup, then you should have to state it. And the reason why I did that is because I want to say that it's a coincidence, but I don't think it was because the journalist I was speaking to and in constant contact with from the BBC was in contact with Instagram and she was challenging them with our questions for the campaign. So I don't know if you remember, but you used to be able to put a filter on and it would, if you were uploading it in real time, it would stay in the top left-hand corner. Yeah. But what you used to be able to do was save that and re-upload it and you'd lose the declaration. Do you remember? Yes. And then randomly, halfway through the campaign and after the first media spin, it changed and Instagram started recognizing all the filters and I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. Like whether they credited me for it or not, it was too much of a coincidence and it was incredible because it meant that people couldn't get around it that way. However, people were still then going offline and onto different apps and uploading filtered content without the declaration because they were filtering it off Instagram. Right. Um, And I can tell, I know when someone's filtered their content. I know when someone's swiped to Paris because like I said, I don't use anything and I've just, I've just caught an eye for it. I think Mm. I'm like queen filter. (laughs) So um, even Paris, it's just like the glow, no, no primer or foundation can give you that glow. No, absolutely. So when I put that investigation in, that's what I wanted them to say. Like you have to say you've, used to filter but what the ASA did which is like phenomenal is they went the extra step and they were like you should not filter it in the first place which is obviously amazing because I never even went for that approach because I just didn't even think it would be possible so that's one thing like ticked off for filter drop that's it done amazing the other thing was obviously to spread awareness for how much we depend on them and I feel like with the sharing of the selfies and how many people are talking about it now like I think feel like we've done that as well Um, and then my third outcome was that Obviously, in an ideal world, I would love these face morphing ones to be removed because they did remove surgery promoting filters in 2017. I can't understand why this is any different, but the response we got from Instagram at the time, I don't think that's ever going to happen, unfortunately, because there's too much money involved. But um, wow. yeah, that I mean, that would be the dream. That, that would be ideal. Just remove all the face altering ones so that we're left with the effect ones and the fun ones. And, you know, if... A bee spinning around your head is what gets you going and crack on with that. It doesn't need to slim your nose at the same time. (laughs) How do they make money through these filters? Because I think maybe if people know that Instagram are just making money out of people's insecurities, they might think twice about it. Well, I think a lot of it is to do with the people who are creating them. It's like to do with their someone tried to explain it to me but I don't truly understand it myself if okay honest, but, but there's yeah. there's, commi- there's commission and sales involved with creating and I selling these so, yeah. effects 
and also it's making ultimately what Instagram want us to do is spend a lot of time on their apps so Mm. if Instagram is where we're going to go to look better with a filter in five seconds then they're going to want to keep those filters on there because that's going to keep us on there you know there are plenty of people one thing I said in my interview um, with someone the other day was that some people are surprised perhaps that this hasn't like that haven't woken up with like four million followers having changed the world And the thing is for me, and this is something that I know, is that this isn't going to be an overnight thing. People are not going to wake up the next day after reading my filter drop article and be like, right, that's it. I'm taking the filter off and you're going to see my bare skin now from now on. That just isn't going to happen. It's a slow, gradual, inner work process that you have to go through yourself when you're ready to accept that you're good enough without a filter. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, you know, it's going to be a slow and steady progress. Sorry. Process. yeah no absolutely um I think this there's still a massive awareness that needs to be had I mean I have been reported to the ASA so many times by people for not putting ads even though it, I always put the right thing ad gift whatever and it's been wrong every time I think yeah. I got I think I got reported eight times in like three weeks what? by people because they said I did I didn't state that I I it was a, a paid advertisement when it wasn't anyway so cut long story short, if consumers following people and they are promoting beauty products, uh, is it just beauty products or is it all products? All cosmetic products. Okay. And they've been edited as a filter, whatever. Do they then report to the ASA that they've someone's yeah. used? Fi- That's how it works. Yeah. So the way that whoever it was bored at home reported you eight times for the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully they're going to be bored bored enough to catch out something that's actually important and um and report the yeah report them for using filters but this is why I'm like so excited because there's people like Patricia Bright spoke about the filter thing the other day and she literally in a story she was like hey guys I've heard about the filter thing like and I'm like ask me <laughs> I'm like, Patricia, Patricia, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) So like the fact that these people are talking about it is just like, that's all I ever wanted because everybody, I mean, I can't think of anybody in my social circle of people I know online that haven't spoken about filters now. And that means that they're just, they know they're going to get fined. They know they're going to get banned Mm. if they're going to attempt it. So they're not going to do it. And that's going to be amazing. Yeah, this is what I was going to say to you. There's a lot of people out there shitting themselves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God. got like 26,000 voodoo dolls of me like around the <laughs> world. <laughs> some people are going to be, some people are like, no. Fuming. Like, yeah, literally. But jokes aside though, I don't think they realise actually what, what a, what a favour you're doing for them. Because I think, I think it's a vicious cycle. I think, a lot of these celebrities and influencers with, uh, that are doing it, they're then being a bad influence in a way to their consumers yeah. because they're like, this cream has literally made me look 10 years younger when really it's actually Photoshop. And yeah. what's happened is they're now, they now don't feel secure in how they look. Therefore, then they rely on the editing more so. And it's just like this vicious cycle. Then they get trolled for... I don't yeah. know, they might have put on two pounds or, you know, their hair's like not being brushed and then someone's trolling them for how they look. And then they feel the need to edit even more. And it's like this vicious cycle of people being horrible to that celebrity, that celebrity feeling the need to edit their photos, then that yeah. celebrity relying on that edited version of themselves and then that getting trolled. So then it's changed and it's just constant. So I think there is an element of 
everyone working together here and it's not like blaming and uh, no, pointing the finger yeah. and I know you're not about that anyway but it's about people being kind online stop trolling people for the way they look so that they don't feel this need to edit themselves and and turn to plastic surgery in some cases you know some people I know have turned to plastic surgery because of trolls and that's so sad yeah uh, see like that's why one of the things I write in my post was like I know that there are a lot of things that are important online because I, I do feel really strongly about how awful trolling is on like I mean I am touch wood so lucky I haven't witnessed it not I mean I have but not by anyone that like I care about just random people underneath the articles yeah. but I think it's one of those situations where I almost feel like with this, I've subconsciously being cruel to be kind because I am now in a way going to be forcing these people to show up online transparently while selling to their audience when they're probably not ready to or not like confident enough to, but there's not really any option. But I know having been that person that it is going to help them. They are going to eventually get used to seeing their skin in real life. And that's, you know, it's not, there's nothing, there's no unkindness in this at all. And there's no finger pointing to anybody. But obviously, I want to live in a world where we all just show up exactly as we are. And kindness is all that we see and witness that that's the dream mm. for all of yeah, us. For sure. I feel like this needs to happen on fashion as well. Because I think that cosmetics, absolutely, because you're trying, you're basically saying this has made me look like this when it hasn't. But I think with fashion as well, when the skin is perfect, the hair is perfect, it all adds to the whole entire look. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think that's an important one. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What level of editing is then okay? Can I increase the contrast? Can I sharpen my picture? Can I reduce the exposure? Can, you know, can I remove a spot? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think a lot of people, again, have assumed that this is like the extremities and the extremities only. So I think people think, oh, she doesn't use filters. She's against getting a ring light. And it's not about that. It's literally whatever works for you. If I have a beautifully lit photograph, 
it's a beautifully lit photograph like that's it if you want to change the colors or the preset or the you know sometimes I'll put a grain effect on my photos because mm. I love the vintage kind of vibe that it gives I would never put it on when we're talking about promoting cosmetics you will never catch me doing anything other than putting the photo out there so when I'm taking photos of my makeup I like to make sure that the lighting is sorted before I have to edit anything and I wouldn't edit that but when it comes to a photo with no context like a photo where I think I look good or whatever then yeah do whatever you want in terms I mean I don't agree with facetune and changing altering how you look in that way but yeah it's not about the extremities I mean things like editing out spots or stuff like that I get it and again it's up to everyone's choice but behind my general messaging and with within that is that you know spots are okay and it's okay to show up some days looking worse than others we don't always have to show up incredible especially when you're a personality online but then again I haven't had obscene trolling so you I don't know what those people are going through it's, it's very difficult to say if they know that editing out a spot is going to stop 10 trolls coming to them for a spot do you know what I mean it's so it's so individual and different for everyone yeah and I think editing out spots I've done it in the past and stuff like that but as I've got older and I'm more comfortable with who I am and confident and actually when you become a mum you go through a pandemic you realize what's important in life and a pimple you know on your chin or whatever if anything just joke about it you know yeah yeah literally i'm hoping that the world is going to become a lot less shallow place it became it was it's it can be such a shallow materialistic world and for me the pandemic has definitely helped me see the bigger picture and what's really important yeah definitely i think it's stripped that back for a lot of people and one thing i've really struggled with throughout this pandemic is we just haven't spoken enough about the positives of this. And I know that sounds like a really wanky thing to say, like, oh, let's be positive. But there are so many incredible things that are going to have come from this whole year. And like, I feel like people aren't going to realise that until they're living in it. But just as a nation, us recognising and being grateful for the smaller things in life are going to change us as like a human race. I hope and I think, do you know what I mean? Mm, Absolutely, absolutely. I wrote my highlight for yesterday in my gratitude journal was that we ordered a pizza and I ordered lemon Fanta on a whim and it literally made my day. Like lemon Fanta made my day. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you've got to hold on to those small wins. (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly it. Do you know that I have days where like I am pretty fed up and bored and low and I'm just like, oh, I... Like, I am so accepting of what we have to do in order for this to be over as quick over. as possible. Yeah. Not that I agree with everything that the all the decisions that have been made, yeah. but I just get on with it. And I have days where, like, I'm fine. Like, today I'm feeling really great. But yesterday, honestly, I didn't, yeah. I didn't feel great at all. And we all have, like, our all down days. We all have them. Yeah. And you have them anyway when the, there's not a pandemic, but they're definitely a lot more regular now. Like, normally, if I'm like, God, what am I going to do with Macy today? I would be like, right, let's go to the local farm. Let's meet a friend for a play date. Let's, like, you, you plan things, but you just, those options aren't there. I know we've been talking about filter drop, but I'm, I'm like, going to slowly gradually talk about you as a person and I'm I was talking about emotional eating yesterday and how I used to be terrible comfort eater binge eater and like just all fad diets the whole shebang and I thought I nipped it in the bud and then this pandemic's come along and this emotional eating has sort of crept back up on me and you mentioned that you felt the same so you know talk to me about your background your relationship with your body your food all of that 
it's really it's really um complicated because emotional eating one isn't a bad thing like you know there are great things attached to emotional comfort if that makes sense you know like we love a cuddle we love a pizza we love going for a walk all of those things are equal but I think for me I'm exactly the same as you the shock of what's happened in the last few weeks for me have taken me by surprise because the last time I was in that place I was in a very unhappy relationship I was very unfit very unhealthy we got takeaways like four or five times a week um it doesn't matter image wise but for me it was the biggest I've ever been not that that's a problem if I was living a healthy lifestyle, but I wasn't. So my upbringing, um, like I had an amazing upbringing. I'm very privileged. I'm very, you know, I'm very aware of that. But I was always the bigger girl, um, always needed the bigger sizes ordered in for the mm. dance shows, always, you know, the lifter never lifted, like all of those little things that add up to being the bigger girl. Oh my God, you've got a beautiful face. And then that's where the sentence ends. And that was, that was, that was my childhood, basically. And that doesn't mean to say that I had an awful childhood, but those things have definitely played a part into my relationship with food. On top of that, I come from a Greek family and we literally exist on this planet to eat. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I grew up with three brothers, three cousins who are all boys. And when we get together for a family thing, you know, they say that quote, like, just slow down. No one's going to take it away from you. No, Mm. they will take it away from me. They're going to take my food. Like, that's how we live. We literally were like vultures around the dinner table. (laughs) So there's a lot of mixture for me with, like, culture culture, um, and the fact that I was always the bigger girl. And my way of dealing with it when I was growing up was that I I would take the mick out of myself because that was my protection. If anybody else was going to take the mick out of me, I'd already done it. So... These last few weeks, I know it sounds ridiculous and deep down I know that I deserve it, but the last few weeks for me, I feel like I've punished myself with overeating because I need to do something to make myself remember that I don't deserve this. And that's that's really sad, but that is, I that's think, really the root of, of why I've done it. Um, and that makes that kind of makes that kind of highlights for me that this isn't about emotional eating that there's more inner work for me to do to kind of be like no do you know what I have worked so hard and I've been told no so many times I do deserve this no matter what I've you know what I've got or how privileged I am I do deserve it and that you know what I mean that's I think behind emotional eating there's always something deeper than emotional eating is fine do you know what I mean yeah no absolutely absolutely you're so right I didn't I didn't actually think about emotional eating in the sense that actually like enjoying a birthday cake is an emotional eating. yeah you're happy it's someone's birthday you're celebrating yeah when and I, there's nothing I, wrong with that no 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 absolutely not my when I talk about emotional eating I'm I'm not not like you because I'm the opposite. I'm I'm obviously very egotistic because I'm like, I bloody deserve this. This is a reward and I am amazing and I bloody do 10 million things a day with my, like, like as if I'm the only bloody working mum out there. Um, no, 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 it's good. That's how we should be. That is how but, we should be. And then, but then I also have my down days where I'm like, do you know what? I'm going to go and have the cheesiest, creamiest, bacony, fattening, carbonara for lunch for example I just this first thing that came to my head because I feel miserable and that's going to make me happy that is yeah. that's where I go wrong in that there's nothing wrong with eating a bloody amazing carbonara full of cheese and bacon but why you're eating it why I'm eating it is the issue 
Yeah. And I think before this um, situation, I would have been, I would have been exactly the same as you because that bowl of creamy pasta would have made me feel better. It would have. But also that particular day, I probably would have exercised to feel amazing and I would have had a healthy breakfast and a balanced meal for dinner. So there would have been no part of that day where I would have felt guilt for eating that bowl of pasta. But what I've done for the last two weeks is eat that bowl of pasta times 10 per day, not I haven't eaten 10 bowls of pasta a day, but I have gone to an unhealthy food source about 10 times. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. that's where I've noticed that it's different. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'd have to agree there. For me, my weakness is chocolate. Um, and I don't know why. I think, that I think it's all my weakness. I don't think I've got anything that I wouldn't put down my neck. That's my problem. <laughs> it was comforting dinners, firstly, and, and eating the same as Ricky, who's six foot and a big lad. It's like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, you know, and I think that like you is having three brothers growing up around them. They're, more, they, they, they're always getting the biggest stake because they're a boy and, you know, yeah, they're playing And that's a whole separate problem as well. And I'm like a deep down, like I'm a feminist and I'm like, well, no, if he can have it and then I can have it, you know? like Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's, there's an element of that and there's, one I secondly I love food I just love food and I enjoy it so much and even when I'm full I'm like this is so bloody good though and it's worth every calorie you know like I'm such a foodie um which I love that about myself you know that's like one of my biggest passions and I don't ever want that to go but like you say it's it's finding that balance and just re-injecting that mindfulness isn't it yeah, and I do I massively follow intuitive eating has has like changed my life and following people, like, I don't know if you follow Tally Rye, but she has taught me so much about my relationship with food. And I'll always kind of be thankful for her because she was the first person that made me switch differently. And um, who's the other girl? Uh, Tally and, um, oh my God, I can't remember her, at Curvy Living, Abby Russell is her actual name. I remembered that, but I can't remember her thing, her tag. And both of them have helped me so much with how I see my relationship with food. And um, yeah, I highly recommend looking into intuitive eating. It is amazing. It's just, I think the emotional eating to the extremities that we're talking about is it's work beyond that, I think. I know about intuitive eating, but I need to read more into it. Um, yeah. I feel like, I feel like I'm pretty, I'm pretty strong minded. I've got a really like good positive voice in my head. That's like, yeah. Like, you know, yesterday I'm talking to my stories. I know when I'm like, right, Connie, come on now. And yeah, yeah. and I can step out of it. Like today is like a whole different day. Yesterday was great and back to myself. And I just, I think I just got stuck in a little bit of a hole. And then this, this um, voice just, usually it's when I feel unhealthy that I'm like, what are you doing? And I'm really glad it's not necessarily my size. That's the trigger. It's when I'm like, I can't get off the sofa. It's when I'm not yeah. sleeping. It's when, you know, I feel unfit and I can't run like I was running or I go backwards in terms of fitness. Like it's those things that trigger me, which I'm I'm, I'm grateful for because health is my biggest thing. Yeah, and I'm exactly the same. Like I've got to the stage where I saw a physio last night because my knees are hurting and I kind of knew what he was going to say. And he basically in the kindest way possible, because he was, I said to him, like I put on a bit of weight and he was like, that's just your knee saying like I'm struggling a little bit and you know, your muscle memory has gone because you've not been exercising the same way. In a really kind way, he was saying like, you're a bit unhealthy at the moment. That's why your knees are struggling. I'm at the stage where I get out of breath walking up the stairs. Like that's not okay for me. <laughs> Before mm. this pandemic, I was the fittest person I've ever been. But at the same time, 
I don't have any pressure. I don't have any regret. We've just been through a globe. Well, we're still in it, but it's a global pandemic. None of us have ever witnessed or gone through this before in our lives. So whatever we choose to do with our bodies and with our relationship with food, I do think that like being kind to ourselves has to be at the forefront of anything. But don't you think being kind to ourselves is being healthy though, rather than yeah, continuing yeah, yeah. bad habits? Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And But everyone's bad habits are like different for them. I feel, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, there might be someone that's over-exercising. Yeah, and there might be someone my size who's really fit and really healthy um, and eating great balanced food. But at the moment, I am eating non-nutritious, nutritional, yeah, non-nutritional, awful foods, not fueling my body, not drinking enough water, not exercising, not sleeping well, looking on my phone too long. That's, I'm unhealthy right now. Wow, that's a lot, babes. That is a lot. (laughs) But also, I've just like, I'm having the best, this is the best part of my career I've ever had. Like, I know. you know, we can't have it all. And that's where I'm like not coming at it from a place. That's what I kind of mean by it's not coming from a place of unkindness. I'm accepting that I'm in a bit of a rut with it at the moment, but I'm also not focusing too much on it because I know what I have to do to change. All I've got to do is drink more water, go out more, make better choices. That's it. Yeah. will be fine in a couple of weeks. <laughs> and, and when do you feel that that's going to happen? Because I think... And that's another thing people struggle with. Like they know they're in a rut. They know what they need to do to change. But that bit in between. I don't think it's possible to get out of ruts when you're not being kind to yourself. And like I said on my stories today, whilst I'm feeling all of those things, I have not once looked in the mirror and thought you're disgusting. Do you know what I mean? And that that's what's changed my life. And that that takes years of personal work, days of practice. For, so for me, I'm not... I'm not doing anything for myself other than I need to make myself feel better. Whereas when you're still attaching those thoughts to yourself, when you're looking in the mirror, you have a lot more to tackle, right? I look disgusting. So I'm not going to be nice to myself until I don't look disgusting. And when is that going to be? Because when you don't think you look disgusting, there'll be someone who's just posted a photo on Instagram that will make you feel disgusting. Do you know what I mean? And it's just a constant battle. So for me, I still look great. I still look nice in a pair of heels. If I was going out, so I don't know where I'd be going to the bloody end of the drive right now. But do you know what I mean? So it's, it's not from, it's a different kind of rut that I'm trying to get out of to one that I would have been trying to get out five years ago. Mm. Yeah. You know, a thing for me is this is the the cheesy saying what we see online all the time is your looks don't define you. And that's like quite a cheesy thing. But for me, that really is the thing that gives me, you know, the the drive and the energy is like you are, you know, a great mum, a great person, whatever. And all of those things. And okay, you don't feel your best right now physically. You don't feel like you've been healthy. Yeah, I'll admit, I don't like to look at myself in the mirror every day. Some days I'm like, you look great, Connie. But I can't, I, I'll admit, like, not every day I feel like that. And I think that's really normal as well. And it's okay to have those days where you don't love what you see in the mirror, but it's, it's how you deal with them. And for me, I'm like, okay, you don't love what you see in the mirror right now, but that's not, that's not all of you. And it doesn't yes, make you yeah. a bad person. It doesn't make you unworthy. It doesn't mean anything. What can you do today to change that point of view? What can you do for yourself today that's going to make you love yourself a little bit more? Yeah. And I think that one of the misconceptions with self-love is that there's no in-between. I think I think as humans, we always take to the extreme. So when I say mm. I don't look at myself and think disgusting, horrible thoughts, I equally, I'm not at the moment looking at myself thinking, oh my God, you look unbelievable. I'm literally looking in the mirror to see if my knickers are put on properly and then I crack on with another thought. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. what I've trained myself to 
do um, because I don't have the energy to get to a place. I don't have the energy to go through what I went through before with my food and my eating. Um, I don't call it an eating disorder. I call it disordered eating because I wasn't clinically like told yeah. I had a problem. But when you're only in a boiled egg and a piece of mackerel every day, you've got a problem. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was me. I had, I had, you know, I was tiny for my frame, absolutely tiny. And I was so miserable, so miserable. Yeah, that's another thing people don't realise. You, you starve yourself. You you make yourself miserable. Like, I think explaining your like where you're at now compared to a boiled egg and some mackerel, I think you're in a be- much better place now. <laughs> yeah, no, your I career's am. on fire. You're, you know, you love yourself regardless. And, you know, yeah, you might not be living a very healthy lifestyle, but you're happy. And that's, you know, that's that's the key there. And health comes in so many different ways, shapes and forms. You know, mentally... I'm the ha- I am still the happiest I've ever been. I really am. Uh, and just because one aspect of my health is kind of under the water a little bit at the moment, it doesn't mean to say that it has to drag everything away from me. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, you know, mm. I've just told you all of those things that I'm not healthy at the moment, but actually mentally I'm the, ha- I'm the happiest and healthiest I've ever been. Yeah. And I think that's a really, really important message just because, for example, you know, I might not be able to run 5k like I did and I really want to, but I haven't quite got that yet. It doesn't mean that I need to, you know, become completely demotivated and drag myself under, like you say. I think that's such an important message for people to, because I think a lot of people, one small thing will like, you know, people that weigh themselves every day, they see that they've put on weight by a pound and it literally sends them off the edge. And they're like, oh my God. And like, it ruins their whole day. And, you know, that's quite an extreme. But, you know, if even someone weighing themselves every week or someone that, you know, could run 5K in in, in under half an hour, but they're doing it now in 35 minutes, you know, it can really drag people down. But in the grand scheme of things, you know, mentally, are you okay? You know, are your family healthy and safe? Have you got food on the table? You know, those those yeah those those a couple of pounds here and there or you know not get reaching your personal best um doesn't need to drag you under as much as it does some people yeah absolutely so what's next for filter drop what are your plans to be honest at the moment I think that kind of feeds into my overwhelmed state (laughs) is that um I'm so I am currently just trying to get a little bit of like outside opinions and help with stuff like that but I have to separate the two because filter drop was just an extension for me and there were so many things that I want to do in terms of um helping women and anybody who wants to wear makeup feel confident in their ability so I have to separate the campaign to me as a person online and everything that I'm trying to do and obviously as well as a model um I love that I represent you know I'm a curve model but I don't have a classic curve figure I'm not tall enough I don't have the ins and outs and flat stomachs that they still require so there's so much that I want to do with my career as a whole I think I'm just in that state of like it's all so fresh that I need to just let everything settle a little bit before I work out my next my next plan (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely I think the US needs filter drop yeah so that is one of the things I want to take it to the USA but the problem with stuff like this is someone out, you know what it's like on social media. I wouldn't be surprised if someone else has kind of already got there, like with within the day of it changing or whatever. Um, but it's fine. We'll see what happens um, with that. Yeah, absolutely. And do you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to touch on what you just said about curve models, because I literally like f- know exactly what you're talking about. You said, you know, 
flat stomach still, tall. I feel this. I feel like I'm still not represented. I'm I'm a size 14, so I don't fit yeah. in the curve thing. So I might go on um, ASOS or any site and I might be like, right, she's tiny. I can't figure out whether that top would be too short or, you know, or those jeans, would they be stretchy enough or whatever? And then I go to the curve range and it only goes in the size 18 up and there's no middle ground. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think in general, there's just not, in, we just don't see enough body shapes. Like, at yeah, all because I'm a size, I'm probably a size 16 at the moment, 14, 16, 12, like 12, 14 on top, 16 on bottom. So we're probably like similar in clothes. Yeah. Like, I'm sure we've got stuff in our wardrobe that we could share. Yeah. But yeah. naked or in our underwear, we would look totally different totally different and that's frustrating about finding clothes but that's why I live in tracksuits because I just can't (laughs) but I I do I do find it interesting that even though brands are trying to be more inclusive there's still a body type that they're going for so these curve models that I see I'm like she's got a flatter tummy than me yet her but yet she's a size 18 20 22 yeah and I'm just like I'm so baffled by it all and I'm just like can't we just have women do we even need to have models like can we just I know and it's annoying that I've got to say I'm a curve model but you know what it is do you know why I say that because I can't bear the thought of someone looking at me thinking what (laughs) a model what is snacking on crisps like you that's what people are like that's what society is like unfortunately so um I always just say curve model but I don't have curved boobs I don't have a big bust I'm like a d that's not big really that's like a standard size isn't it cd yeah i'm a bloody g that's big that's curve size so yeah. yeah well curve bra size but yeah it's still frustrating not being able to pick like an outfit on a someone that looks similar or you can see kind of a few things that look like you could wear that too but i mean you can wear whatever you want thanks babe i do think though <laughs> with everything becoming more online and high street shops closing it's really sad it's heartbreaking you know they need to go that one step further for me it's still not enough there needs to be more representation out there I know I know they've tried to do some but for me it's like still a little bit lazy I'm going to be dead honest I feel like they pick a white blonde girl they pick a ginger girl they pick an Asian girl and they pick a black girl and they think they're being diverse or like they make sure that there's someone who's a size six to eight, then there's then there's someone who's a size 18 to 20. It's like there's yeah. no in between. And I just think brands need to, there needs, there's not one brand that I feel like has got big brands, you know, leading the way that's representing yeah. all women yet. And there's still such a huge percentage of marginalized bodies that are never shown, that they never yeah. see anything close to their representation. And that is, that's got to change before like, even before we see stuff that works for us, those women need mm. to see what, you know, what's going to work yeah. for them. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people listening to this will agree. I know that a lot of women that follow me, they get frustrated with, I call us in-betweeners. They don't feel represented at all online. Um, but yeah, you're right. There's all, all shapes and sizes and oh, just so much. But we're going in the right direction. So that's the positive. Yeah, we are. We are, yeah. Okay, well... What an amazing episode. Um, I've loved getting to know you more. Like I, you know, talking about 
eating we've got a lot of common there and the whole fact that you're surrounded by boys like me growing up um (laughs) fracks me up we've probably got so many funny stories that we can relate to I know well I was even laughing at your brother sharing the uni lad article of all the articles to share like of course you shared that one my brothers would have been exactly the same yeah that's it boys love bit of uni lad um and (laughs) when he posted when Bradley posted that I was like oh my god it's Sasha and that's how I first heard about it that he had actually launched and it had been official is from his uni lad post oh brilliant and you know what really made me laugh as well was when people were saying that you weren't the same person as kim kardashian they were like well obviously oh my gosh gosh. so funny (laughs) so thank you so much for being an amazing guest thank you for having me i'm so excited about filter drop about you and what's to come You've done something like so incredible um, for our generation and for future generations. So you should be really proud of yourself and own it. And Thank like you. you are deserving of it. Never forget Thank that. You. Thank you. To end every episode, I ask my guest um, what piece of advice would they give their younger self? So what piece of advice would that be? I would probably go with the quote that I created because I feel like it's just the quote I live by and that is that looking beautiful is an opinion feeling beautiful is a choice oh love it (laughs) absolutely love it absolutely love it and you're so right I hope um, everyone listening has taken some inspiration from Sasha today thank you so much Sasha thank you for having me it was so lovely thank you up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.